You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah@gmail.com, or, or you could just as easily go to our new amazing webpage at letstalktorah.net. Everything is there. Questions, answers, I don't know about the answers, but questions, shows, old shows, you can find stuff, um, you can uh, send your donations in, you can tell me if you want to have a happy birthday message, an anniversary message, uh, a uh, what, whatever makes you happy, um, but please, of course, hit that donate button so we can continue to do our amazing work. I hope everybody had a wonderful Passover. Passover is now behind us. The children have all gone back home. The grandchildren have gone back home. And we are trying. Well, I should say, it's not fair to say we. It's not like I do that much work around the house, right? So my wife is busy getting the house back in order. And she's doing an amazing job. She's also dead tired. But yeah, so it's, it's getting there. We're, and Shabbos is coming. We'll have a chance to rest. And, uh, and that will lead us in to an amazing story that my wife experienced this week, um, which has all the lessons we need when we talk about slander, when we talk about Lush and Hara, when we talk about how speaking slander, Lush and Hara, how hurtful it is, what, ki- what, what kind of um, atmosphere it creates the animosity that it creates, and many times, as I was speaking to a friend, um, many times we find out that everybody missed the boat, and it was a misunderstanding, or it wasn't true in the first place, and instead of following up, you just let everything cook inside, and you know how we are. We're all this way, right? That's, um, I think you're angry at me, so I make up a whole conversation in my head. This is what I'm going to tell you, and this is what you're going to tell me, and I and I believe this, and you argue with me, and you don't care, and you're this, and you're going to make up stories, and we build this castle in the air about how horrible this person is. And since I've already created this person is so horrible, huh, I'm not going to speak to that person. I'm not going to help out that person. I'm going to have nothing to do with that person. And slowly, it just creates... A, a, a tremendous friction until somebody has the guts to say, is everything okay? And then you find out everything was a mistake and that sandcastle crumbles. And that is what we really want to get into today. I will tell you that story later in the show, of course, um, because first we got to get into the, I don't say the nitty gritty, let's get into the Torah portion. Let's Let's talk about... Um, the Torah's view on slander, Lashon Hara, um, 
any word you feel like using, gossip. Let's, let's see how the Torah views it, what the Torah wants about it. And there's a lot to be learned from the story, but that story we're going to save for later in the show. So, first we have to know like this. The Torah discusses a person called a mitzora. A mitzora is from the word tzara'as. It's a person who has tzara'as. What is tzara'as? Tzara'as is leprosy. The difficulty with that word is leprosy is a physical, horrible disease. The question is, is the tzara'as, the leprosy in the Torah, the same thing? So this happens to be a, a discussion amongst the rabbis. Maimonides says, totally real. Regular disease. Nachmanides says, totally spiritual. Abarbanel says, it's somewhere in between. In other words, it starts out spiritual, but it will end up manifesting in physical. So that almost makes everybody happy. So, so what happens? So the Torah actually doesn't tell me why a person gets it. It's really fascinating. The Torah starts talking about if a person gets like a white spot on his skin, and there's multiple cases on the face and on the head and, and, and different colors and different sizes and, and it's spreading and there's raw skin in it and there's hair growing out of it or, there's, or it's like a bald spot that just gets larger and larger. There's, there's multiple types of tzaras, of again what we're calling leprosy. And again, the Torah doesn't really tell me if you think about it, it's amazing. The Torah doesn't tell you why it's happening to the person. All the Torah tells me is, if a person gets this affliction, this leprosy, he doesn't go to the doctor. The doctor can't help you. He has to go to the priest. He has to go to the Kohen. And the Kohen will look at it. And sometimes he'll go home, this is, has nothing to do with me. And sometimes he'll say, mm, this is a little problematic. Um, we're going to lock you up, solitary confinement. We're going to lock you up for a week, and I'll be back in a week. Now, it's not that simple, because that would be silly. Right, to lock you up for a week and not tell you why, right? yes, introspection, but you don't even know what you're introspecting about, if there's such a word. So one of, or the reason you're going to the priest, you're going to the Kohen, is because he's going to look at it, and he's going to ask a few questions, and he's going to discover what needs correcting in your life. Maybe you gossip, slander, maybe you hurt people. There are, the Talmud actually says, seven different sins could cause the leprosy. The main one is our conversation. And perhaps that itself is why the Torah doesn't say specifically why, because there's multiple reasons. But really, really, if we open our eyes, the Torah doesn't have to tell me why you're getting the leprosy. It's almost obvious because if the first punishment is that you get in a room locked up, you don't officially have the leprosy yet. We're just putting you in a room by yourself for a week. So what are we doing? Why are we putting you in solitary confinement? You are, you're not talking to anybody. You're not, uh, you're not, you're not doing anything. Right? So if the problem is that, I don't know, you don't eat kosher, if the problem is you didn't keep Sabbath properly, if the problem is you ate leavened bread on Passover, what's the connection to be, being alone in a room? 
right? It would it would make sense that part of being alone in the room is has something to do with what you did wrong. So that leads us into the basics of gossip. As what happens when a person gossips. So it's really fascinating um, because this is the Torah portion this week. So I asked my class, I said, first give me examples of gossip, examples of Lush and Hara. And it was amazing. Most of them are adjectives. Um, you say the person is small, the person is tall, the person is fat, the person is skinny, the person is dumb, the person is smells, the person is weird. Weird for some reason, there must be a third grade word. Um, and there's all kinds of descriptions about a person. And then I asked my class, what's wrong with all these descriptions? You're mean, you're not nice, which is the same thing, but again, it's third grade. Um, you're hurtful, right? So again, that's really, really what's going on, right? And as I'm, I'm putting adjectives onto a person, I'm saying, and as if you think about it, right, that was on a third grade level. But whenever we, we want to knock somebody down, right, which is usually what's happening with gossip. Oh, you know what that person did? Oh, did you hear about that person? Oh, did you hear what that person said about you? Oh, did you hear? Oh, did you hear? Usually means gossip. I realize you say run away, but are we able to? Not so easy, right? Not so easy, but but that's what we need to become, right? So so you're 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 putting down the person, right? You're being mean. You don't, may not realize it. You may just want to be part of a conversation. You may think it's funny. You might say, well, he's saying a joke. I got to say a joke. I got to be part of the gang. I don't want the person to feel this way about me, feel that way about me. He shouldn't think I'm a, I'm a nerd or, a, or whatever other next adjective we have to come up with. Right? But all these things, right? that's what I'm doing when I'm slandering. I am putting down this person. Now, when I put down the person, now what happens? So now I, I, <clears throat> I put into your mind... You don't want to hang out with this person because the person is a slop. The person, I don't know, person is strange. So if I'm going to hang out with that person, you're going to put me in the same group. So I better be careful not to hang out with the person, right? Or you're going to say the person tattletailed on me. Or right, We go through hundreds of examples so easy, but I think if we just all pause for a minute, endless, right? It's not hard to figure out, right? how we talk about other people. And even if we say, oh, I didn't mean it, and it was a joke, right? It's a funny joke because me and you were having the conversation. But the guy we're talking about, or the girl we're talking about, right? to that person, all of a sudden, it's not so funny, right? right? That's usually the first thing. Oh, did you say this about me? Oh, come on, it was just a joke. Just a joke to who? To joke to you guys. It wasn't a joke to me. To me, it was hurtful. Right, So when a person slanders, gossips, even if he's not trying to hurt the person financially, even if he says it, it's the truth, even if he says everybody knows, right? but at the end of the day, what am I doing when I'm gossiping? I am building a wall. Stay away from that person. Ah, you want to hang out with me. 
I'm amazing. Me, you should hang out with that guy or lady or kid or teacher or administrator or boss or colleague or you. It doesn't matter who, right? Whoever we're referring to, don't hang out with them. That's the, the right. That's the underlying message, right? So my un- husband, wife, children, parents, right? Neighbors. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I am. I am pushing that person away. So I am creating strife. I am creating what we call machloikis. I am creating bad feelings between people. So when I do that, when I create those bad feelings, when I create um, that people should stay away, so the, the, the measure for measure, the midah keneged midah, the best punishment is you cause people to separate, we have to separate you. We're going to put you in a room for a week. After you've been in that room for a week, how do you feel? Right? At least hopefully you can open up your mind and be, and be honest and be introspective. Did you like being alone for a week? Did it bother you? Right? No cell phones, no computers, no email, no nothing. Right? Some of us can't handle doing it for 20 minutes. Right? A week. You're locked up for a week. You can bang on that door all day long, Mr. Mr. Cohen, get me out of here. The tzeras went away. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But actually, the Cohen will not look at it for a week. Was, the person has to be locked up for a full week before the Cohen will come back and say, oh, it went away. Very good. Right? So now the person's alone for a week. Hopefully, he's figuring out that this was a really bad idea. Clearly, when I speak about people and I separate them, I see how terrible it is to feel ostracized. So I don't want that feeling. I don't want to be that person. So now I'm ready to repent. My class mentioned to me that it's not so clear if you ask forgiveness if you slandered somebody because you just make it worse. Oh, yeah, you spoke about me. What would you say? Who would you tell it to? You're only going to make things worse, not better. So when it comes to slander, um, a lot of the repentance is going to be internal. i got to become a better person. I can't be that person that I'm the go-to and you want to hear office gossip. Right? I don't want to be that guy or gal. Right? So hopefully that week will create a situation the person says, i gotta, I got I to gotta stop this. I, I, look look, look how, how I felt for only a week. And if I said real Lush and horror, what if I caused a couple to split? What if I caused best friends not to talk to each other? That could be a lifetime. What if I caused siblings to not want to hang out together? That's not a week. That's forever. That's terrible. So that's the plan. Now, if after a week the coin comes back and the guy repented, so now the mark, maybe it went away. Maybe the leprosy went away. Maybe it shrunk Maybe it got a little duller. So, or maybe say the same. Or maybe it got bigger. So if it spread or got other signs, he's full-fledged Mitsora, and we'll talk about that in a second. If, if it didn't get bigger, but it stayed the same, um, so he might have to stay another week locked up because maybe he's getting it, but God feels he didn't get it enough. Or maybe he got it completely, God takes it away and says, go home. You learned your lesson. 
But if it's spread, clearly the person is not learning his lesson. So the Kohen will declare he is a Mitzorah. He is this leper. He has this affliction. He has to leave town. He has to hang. He can't go home. He cannot live with people. He can go out to a cave. He has to tell everybody to stay away from him. We'll get more into that maybe the next show. But the punishment has to be measure for measure. So even though the Torah doesn't actually tell me, the Torah doesn't actually tell me why, but I think we can discover the why that Saras is coming from the punishment, from the process that uh, the Torah puts, puts the person through. Could be just it's just totally obvious. So uh, let, let me get into this story, and I think this story will explain everything. I'm going to try. Um, not to get into all the details, maybe not everybody's familiar with the details, um, and uh, an acquaintance of my wife, that much we'll say. An acquaintance of my wife, she actually walked past us um, on the holiday, and my wife says to me, she's angry at me. She said something to me, some comment about school, and she didn't say a word to my wife. So I said, oh, she's angry at me. I said, nah, I, I said about everything, right? Nah, he's not angry. He's probably so overwhelmed and worked and overworked. My wife said, no, she's angry. She ignored me. She ignored me. I said, okay. If she ignored you, I, I, I don't know. And, and my wife, for the most part, um, you don't want to talk to her. She has enough friends. She's not worried if somebody's, you know, ignoring her. So ignore me. No big deal. Anyways, my wife calls me up in school. So-and-so just called me. Yeah. She says, I was right. She was angry at me. I said, well, what happened? Well, she said to me that she heard, already you're hearing the problem. She heard that my wife had said something to the principal about her child. And my wife says, I don't speak to the principal about other people's children. I speak about my own daughter, I speak about my own sons, but I do not discuss with the principal anybody else's children. I just don't do it. Really? Yeah, I would never do that. Why would I do that to anybody? It's not fair. If I have a problem with your child, I tell you. I'm the, if I tell the principal about your child, right, it's going to only make problems. I don't do that. Now, it happens to me this mother is having a difficulty with her child in school, so it just, you know, it added on. She's having difficulty with her child and the principal and the class. And my child doesn't play with that child as much anymore. That's, you know, that's internal. You know, that's kids, right? Can't worry about kids. So she says, so in the conversation, oh, because someone told me you did. My wife says, not true. Complete, whoever said it, complete slander. Then my wife says to the lady, um, how long were you angry at me? Six months. Six months out loud. It's the winter, so you don't run into people as much outside. Summertime, people hang out. So I says to me, this lady was angry at me for six months. I didn't even know. You can only imagine all the conversations. Now, happened to have been my wife had made her a cake um, because something else had happened. She, it was like, I don't want to say a peace offering, but something my wife understood was bothering her, so she made her a cake before one of the earlier holidays in the year. 
So this lady says, I told my husband, you think you can appease me with that cake? It's going to take a lot more to fix what you did. That's the conversation. That's the conversation that this uh, lady was having with her husband. So look what happened over here. Someone, and my wife didn't ask who, someone told this acquaintance of ours that my wife slandered her. It wasn't true. But the person who was given this acquaintance, who heard that my wife said something about her child to the principal, because she was already having difficulty with the child, with the class, with the principal, there were already issues that were being dealt with, right? So it was very easy for her to believe it because she anyways is having difficulty. So she decides it's true. So she accepted the slander. Now that she accepted the slander, she's going to build a whole castle. Who knows what my wife is saying about her child. Every time something happens with her child, it probably goes back to uh, what my wife said about her, right? Just you can only imagine. And so now she's angry. So instead of calling up and saying, did you say something about my daughter, about my child to the principal? I would say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That would have been the end of the conversation. Instead, for six months, she's cooking inside. In Yiddish, we say she's cooking. She's cooking inside for six months. So my wife said to me, why'd she call now? Because now is the summer and kids are out and she probably wants to, you know, clear the air a little bit. You could have cleared the air six months ago. So the person slandered, one person slandered. Another person believed the Lush and Hara. So now you've created an animosity between two people. Now, for the most part, my wife, uh, it wasn't noticeable because it was during the winter. So people are not out and hanging around together. And they're not really in the same circle. But, but this slander that was accepted creates, uh, creates a, a, a separation between people. Can lead to major fights. Now it didn't. And, you know, my wife told me I could have said this to her. I could have said that to her. I could have said the other thing to her. But I didn't want to. I, I, she said, my wife, every night before she goes to sleep, she reads a book about, you know, how careful you have to be about not speaking Lush and Hara and what it causes and the effects and, and how we have to grow and become better people. So this is like what she's living, right? So she can't go ahead and lash back at the person. And the person, even if the, the acquaintance deserved to be yelled back at, but that's not accomplishing anything. That's the whole thing we're trying to get over. You forgive me, I forgive you, you forgive me, yeah, 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 it's fine. But, right, you see, this is classic slander that happens all the time. I hear something, I take it as true, I now build a castle out of it, instead of just going back to the person who may have harmed me and said, is it true? And and instead of getting all angry and creating a fight that people won't talk for years and then they find out years later the whole thing was a mistake. What, 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 a, what a tragedy. Years of people fighting for a simple misunderstanding. And on the chance, which usually not, but on the chance that it was true, okay, tell the person, right, you, you can't do this to my kid. 
you can't do it to me, you can't talk to this person, uh, we have, we're, we're dealing with stuff, please don't have these conversations anymore, and that's it, because more than that, you're not going to accomplish anyways. No one's saying you have to be best friends, but, but to, to get rid of all this fighting, that's really what we're looking for. There's a very famous, probably worth ending with this uh, famous, famous story from the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim lived about 100 years ago. I think he passed away about 90 years ago. Um, And he wrote the book on slander. There's really no, they had been till till his time, there were snippets about, about the evil of slander, but he wrote the book. And his name was, the name of the book has a Chavitz Chaim, a person seeking life. And he wrote the, the laws. It's a pretty thick book. He wrote the laws and why it's important and what, what, what you know, the punishments and, and how to keep away from it. Anyways, so he has a famous story that a guy comes to him and says, you know, Chavitz Chaim, um, I did a lot of slander and I want to be forgiven. So the Chavetz Chaim says, okay, great. I'm so happy that you're looking to repent on such a terrible sin. Um, take a feather pillow. Go into the central you know, part of the city you know, where the crossroads are. Rip open that feather pillow. Shake it out and get those feathers flying all over the place. And after you get the feathers flying all over the place, you come back to me and we'll talk. So the guy goes, and like the Chavetz Chaim told him, and he gets those feathers and they're flying, they're floating. It's, well, it's beautiful, like snow. Oh. Anyways, the Chavetz Chaim says, now go collect them. As soon as you can collect them, you'll be forgiven. The guy says, you can't collect them. He says, that's the problem with slander. But the music is playing. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you, of course, all the wonderful ones, sponsors, and listeners. I can't do it without you. Thank you to my other production team. I have Alan in the back today. I hope I've left you with some food for thought. Until next time. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NM Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it. There's a house we can build, every room inside.